Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. How are you all doing? What is going on? Why does my sound sound like that? Not quite sure. sure. But nonetheless, we, sh we, we shall continue and pursue on. Because today, everyone, good morning. It is Thursday. February 23rd, and today is National Tile Day, National Toast Day, National Chili Day, National Dog Biscuit Day, Gretchen. That's right. Make sure that they get their snacks. And, of course, we know what Gretchen's going to be baking up later because it's National Banana Bread Day. That's right. Thank you all for tuning in and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can also participate in the show by raising your hand if you have a brief comment on the story most recently presented. Also, too, use that little QR code up there in the top right hand of your screen to find where we all live here on the Internet. Yes, that's right. But without further ado, we're going to kick it off this morning with the dope dad himself, Rico Lamite. That's right. When he's out in the streets doing dope dad shit, you can find him with a car seat in the back of his whip and probably even one of those little uh, little little diamond signs that people used to have in the 80s that said baby on board. That's right. Driving around the hood looking good. That's right. Is the dope dad himself, Rico Lamite. everybody um thank you for that uh another illustrious introduction jason so my story today sure there's on sorry my short story today is from several sources but um i got the, the majority of it from los angeles times and it has been 551 days since the bulk of entrepreneurs in costa mesa california paid their dues in hopes of what seemed to be the best opportunity left in Southern California to launch a retail cannabis business. That's right. Nearly two years later, new laws have been passed, new leadership seated, and they'd rather give out free flight vouchers and partial refunds just to move forward in the right direction. Reneging on promises made in a time nobody really remembers. In an attempt to clear 
what it's calling a processing bla- uh, backlog, plaguing the city's development services department. Costa Mesa, Costa Mesa City Council members Tuesday voted six to zero to authorize a refund of licensing and permitting fees to 45 applicants that have been waiting since August 2021 for conditional licenses. Aspiring retailers who've spent hundreds of thousands over a period to operate legally will soon be offered a once in a lifetime opportunity to recoup some of those losses should they choose the tried and true method of pulling out. The council says it has allocated roughly 25% of time and personnel resources toward reviewing 63 retail applications, despite only 14 permits being issued in the time period. Applicants voluntarily choosing to withdraw will be entitled to a full refund of Costa Mesa's $18,499 conditional use and $19,732 cannabis business fees charged for permits and estimated $866,048 collected is on the table from cases that have yet to go before planning commission for approval. The move comes after an announcement by Costa Mesa officials that they'll be revisiting the 2021 retail cannabis ordinances drafted that failed to place a cap on the number of dispensaries and place no distance buffers between them. Council members say processing the applications is taking up too much staff time and placing a, quote, chokehold on other priorities. Specifically, the implementation of newly passed gentrification bill, Measure K, which would allow the development of housing in commercial and industrial areas while keeping residential neighbor, uh, neighborhoods intact and revitalizing commercial corridors. In his best impression of a blackjack dealer offering insurance to a table full of wary gamblers, Costa Mesa Mayor John Stevens said he'd prefer anyone willing to bow out do so now before the council potentially revises its pr- approval process. Local Karen and noted prohibitionist Shelley Walsh said that she supports the city halting the application process, saying it has created such a glut and logjam in the city. If it is taking up 25% of the city's time, that means people who want permits to remodel their houses, Measure K, all this stuff, is on the back burner. We are the residents and we should be the recipients of what we pay for. Mayor Stevens, who's grown bored with the whole cliche cannabis movement, agreed. The 14 lucky winners of licenses are good enough for him and it's time to move on, is what he said. Our focus is shifting elsewhere. I think it's fair to those who did invest in Costa Mesa, the opportunity to recoup at least part of their investment if it did not work out. Well, there you have it, folks. 14 retailers who've spent God knows how much on the opportunity to sell weed in one of the richest country uh, counties in California, essentially being offered participation trophies for their efforts. Sounds a bit white to me, but I'm interested in how the rest of y'all feel. What about you, Jason? What's this sound like to you? I mean, this this to me just sounds like the best way to escape out of a lawsuits and a whole trove of lawsuits. They're not going to escape out of lawsuits from this, dude. Like, like people have paid like that much. They went through the What's process. That? It was the law. It was given. It was open season. Like, okay, we are going to do this. Give us your money. Start prepping your business. Two years later, hey, we have new people in here. We're not going to allow any of these licenses to move forward. We, we're going to change the rules. Here's your fees back. 
you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably millions for some of them, already prepping your business over Cut two it out. No one spent millions. This is Costa Mesa, dude. Yes, you have. No one, no one spent millions. This is Orange County, fucking California, dude. Yes, Stop you have. It. No, not by how have you not? If 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 I if did if did I, you have to have did you have to have the applicants in Los Angeles who spent hundreds of thousands of dollars? I, I'm sure that they years. did because they had to have a they had to have the real estate in order to to be able to apply. But that was not the case with this Costa Mesa situation. It's two years. You've had you've hired staff. You've hired uh, you how hired many staff if you haven't opened. You may hire consultants. Yes, you've hired consultants. You've you have consultants. not hired staff. Yeah, you've hired you staff. Have. You, you got a lawyer. You got a lawyer. You know what C-suite? I mean? You got, huh? Yeah, you're, you're C- yeah, you're C-suite. But at the same time, I don't think a lot of them are necessarily hired until you actually start working. I guarantee you, plenty of them have spent over a million dollars on this. This Orange County. This Orange I'm County. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not buying. Time it. out. Time out. I don't understand this. So they can't process paperwork. So they're like, here's 14. your money back. Yeah, fourteen That's applications have been processed in two years in Costa Mesa, and now they're saying we're not processing any. Uh, we're not. It's causing a logjam. It's, it's, it's wasted too much of our time. We're moving in a different direction. Here's your here's your fees back that you paid us two years ago while you were waiting on all this to move forward. So mm, did they well. pay interest on that? No, they're not paying interest. They should, they, 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 they should pay interest. They, they should they should they should pay a normal interest on on what uh, the city held money that they held on to during that time. They should pay them back their money back with interest. But um, I think oh, this is seriously wait. the way to get out of a lawsuit for for a municipality. I don't think it's, it's not, like, hey, yeah, get out of a lawsuit at all. They're going to get sued by everybody for this shit. I don't think they will. I don't think they will because people because also too, um, a lot of the people that were going for these licenses are already operational in Costa Mesa in regards with manufacturing and distribution businesses. Um, so I don't see any lawsuits coming down like, the pipeline. People are just going to take their money back and go on their merry way and try to reapply later on. You saying a lot of a, a lot of people like how how many is a lot of people? Um, do, you, 12, do you have an exact twelve? Yeah, twelve. Question. 12, so, 12 of the 45 who haven't gotten anything. Yeah. Has Costa Mesa said how many license holders they want to have if they've only processed 15? No. It's not no. a large area. There, there, was no, there, was, there was no cap. In, no in the cap. beginning, yeah, there, there was no well, cap. It's not, it's not that they made a cap, but they made a cap based off uh, based off where these could be as far as a land use is considered. And so the amount of places that they could be was very limited um, in regards to how many would ultimately open in the city. Yeah, there was no, there was no cap on licenses, and they never put a a distance rule in between uh, the, the the dispensaries. Somehow, I would like to see though those fourteen people who did get their licenses somehow they got their licenses, and the rest of them, hey, it's a crapshoot. You can take this insurance. <laughs> you can take this insurance policy and get a little bit back, <laughs> or you know what, we might cut the whole thing off and have no more licenses going forward. I think I think this city this city could start a show on how to how to evade a lawsuit and I think this would be the first episode in it. I think this is going to be a I, huge I don't know where you're coming everybody. from with the lawsuit stuff. Frankly, I think the city should just keep the money and tell them all to piss off. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they could totally get away with that. I mean, they totally plenty, could. Well, yes, yes, plenty, yes. I, I, I agree. Many municipalities that. Yes, who yes, yes. don't I deal with that. this, so it's nice, I guess, that they're right. trying, but it just. Whatever, I, yeah. it just seems silly. Uh, yeah, I think it's unprecedented. The whole thing is dumb. Offer, I think it's an unprecedented move for them to offer the refund, but at, at the same time, like, like, dude, like, you can take this money, but if you take this money, you can't sue us. 
exactly yeah they're trying to get out of that fucking situation like why the fuck would you take forty thousand dollars back i'm trying to understand what you think people can possibly sue for i don't understand what you guys think they can sue for when you're going through this application process that's how it It goes no no this this was the law what's the law the law was it was a city ordinance it wasn't a law it was not a voted it's not a voted thing it was a city ordinance what do you mean? Say it again. It was a city ordinance. It was not a law in the sense that it was voted on by the people. This was something that was created by the city council and a process. That this, no, it was voted Co- on. Co- Costa Mesa did not have a vote and say to to allow for 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 stores. That that that's not the case. The city took the initiative to to do that. To 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 create to create the this and and I believe if I'm correct there was a trade off that they did with um with the city of Santa Ana and the city of, and that's and that and and when Costa Mesa was going to allow retail stores that's when Santa Ana said okay we're then we're going to allow for consumption lounges and that's why there's consumption lounges in Santa Ana. No, I, I think I just, I just think it's crazy because nobody in Orange County wanted these dispensaries until they saw the money that was drummed up by Santa Ana. Santa Ana is, as you know, Jason, Santa it's the Ana, only city. It's the only city yeah. with licensed dispensaries in all of right. Orange County. Right, right. And, and, and they only allowed that because Santa Ana was damn near all Mexican and it was all like construction sites at the time. And then you see all of these dispensaries drummed up all of this fucking money. And here come the rest of white ass fucking Orange County. Like, oh, we want to have these, too. And then you have a bunch of Karens like this woman in. Excuse me. I'm saying Karens because she is a fucking Karen. And you can look at her profile. I Googled this woman's name and everything. All she has is anti anti pot. Everything not in my backyard. No, we do not need marijuana anywhere in Orange County. That is her. Period. So you're like, saying all of these, all these dispensaries were turned down because of this one woman? Not just because of her, because that's their, that's their constituency. They got pushed back from a bunch of people saying like, "Oh, we don't need these. Fourteen is enough. You guys let fourteen through already. We don't need any more." And then you have new people got in, got in the seat, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know what? Maybe we don't have to go forward and process any of these, any of these licenses. We don't need to mind any any of these people's time. Fuck that. It's been two years. We're moving in a new direction." I think if Costa Mesa decided that, all right, whatever, for whatever reason, that they want to cut it off and they're done at 14 licenses, that's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I don't see at all how these people have any grounds to sue them whatsoever, just because Costa Mesa now decides that this is how they're going to run their system. Um, and now if they you know, put in place and they only awarded licenses to like one MSO and one MSO is 14 dispensaries, then I think you have somewhere that you could sue and say this is bullshit. But if Nah, random 14 different folks have 14 their licenses different people. and Costa Mesa says we're done at 14 and we're even willing to give your money back. I don't see how at all you think that people have the grounds to sue them. But I this is America major, and people sue for everything, grounds. but I don't understand. Major. And is and is and it is the reddest well, they have no county. Hope of winning. Is the reddest county in the state. You, the better is gonna be like, you better believe all of them are suing. It's the last well, beacon of freedom right, in California. Great. They can last sue, beacon. but I don't think they have a chance in hell. I think it's up to the the, the unless they can prove for a reason of why they've been denied a license. But to just to say we're done processing licenses, I don't think that's a grounds to sue. I don't get it. I mean, it. They didn't I mean, say that though. Again, it didn't I'm not an attorney. Along, along in Orange County, you don't fucking do that. You get sued for that shit. 
Hold on. We have okay, we have we have a guest, we have a guest Good with luck. us today. We have we have Lance from Blackleaf and first smoke of the day. Shout outs to Lance Harmon. Lance, 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 do you have any thoughts on this? I want to know where the real issue is, right? It's like <clears throat> Is the real issue that they don't have enough people or they're good with the amount of money they brought in or they just don't feel like assigning more people to it? Like, where's the stranglehold on this? Is it that they're OK with the amount of money and this is enough dispensaries? We already it's too many that like the the people coming and the, the it's too much already. Or is it that they don't have enough people like with L.A.? It's like they barely send people out. If you look at the system mm -hmm. in Cal uh, Colorado compared to Los Angeles, it's night and day like. In Colorado, they have there's people showing up every month of facilities going over numbers, metric, this and that. Like, is it that they don't have enough people because they have the money? All they have to do is charge for more licenses. I think it's because they it fucked up. up. I think it's because they yeah. fucked up and they didn't put a cap on those licenses. And you see, like hey, that shit's about to turn to fucking. Oh, it's gonna turn to fucking Los Angeles. We don't want that. I shit. I, I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that part, Rico. The fact they, that they they uh, got the four, they got the fourteen. They're getting pushed back from the city. They're like, okay, hey, you know what? Let's let let's see how this shapes out. We're allowing for the fourteen to operate, and let's see how they shake out. And we're not gonna allow to allow anybody in. And the city has the right to do that. And so, uh, they should have done continued. that two years ago instead of fucking letting this shit. Fuck, they knew that shit was gonna happen, dude. No, they didn't. They stop it stop it we got to keep it moving though we got to go to an ad we'll be right back guys at true classic og we live by one motto stay true we stay true to our legacy cut of true og that's always fresh piney gassy and delicious we represent the spirit and hustle and diversity of our great city of angels and we stay true to the spirit of this plant doing everything in-house to ensure that you get the highest quality and consistency with every batch. And that's what made us LA's favorite OG. True classic OG. Stay true, Los Angeles. He is the cannabis industry's longest continuously operating retailer and also a huge fan of the governmental switch coming to the state next y'all know who it is it's the man the myth the legend the cannabis industry's very own kaiser brose jason beck oh yeah rico good morning i hope everyone is having an amazing day because guess what it's thursday we're almost at friday you guys we just have 48 hours left but i'll tell you what today I have a bit of good news and, you know, Gretchen, I think you're going to find this a little interesting because an Alaska court system rule change will remove hundreds of marijuana convictions from court view, which is the uh, court system that they have in Alaska. On May 1st, the Alaska court system will remove the marijuana possession convictions of about 750 Alaskans from court view, the state's online database of court cases. The Alaska Supreme Court announced the move in an order signed on January 31st by the court's five justices. The action first publicized Sunday by the Alaska uh, landmine follows years of similar unsuccessful legislative efforts to join a nationwide trend. In a quote, I'm glad that the Supreme Court has ordered this, said Senator Scott Ka Kawasaki, Democrat from Fairbanks. The records will still be available for inspection 
at a at, at courthouses and will be discoverable by a formal criminal background check, but they won't be easy to find for the general public. The removal covers uh, only people who were 21 or older when they committed the offense of possessing an ounce or less of marijuana. The conviction can't be associated with another crime. Nancy Mead, general counsel for the Alaska court system, declined to interview request on behalf of the Supreme Court justices who approved the new order. Mead said the charge originated with the administrative staff and was considered by the justices under normal procedures. In a quote, giving that marijuana has been legal for eight years, it appeared to the Supreme Court that this was an appropriate time uh, not to have pe- not, this excuse me, the courts that that this was an appropriate time not to have people, as I say, suffer the negative consequences that can come from having your name posted on court view because the conduct is considered legal right now, she said. As states legalize adult use cannabis cultivation and, and use, they also are considering whether to expunge, seal, or otherwise obscure the criminal records of people who were convicted of marijuana-related crimes before legalization. A criminal record could prevent someone from getting a job or housing and obscuring marijuana records may prevent that problem for people convicted of nonviolent marijuana offenses. In another quote, a lot of folks in my district, they have these barriers that are put in place and a simple rule change policy change legislation could change it for their entire lives, said Representative Steve Wright, a Republican from Anchorage. In 2019 alone, Illinois, New Hampshire, Nevada, and Washington all passed legislation obscuring marijuana-related convictions. Altogether, 41 states have some form of legalization, according to the National Conference of State Legislatures, and Alaska isn't one of those states. Despite a bipartisan push last year in 2022, the state house voted 30 to 8 to approve a bill to conceal marijuana convictions from court view and criminal background searches. But, uh, but the measure, but the measure failed to pass the Senate before the legislative session ended. A similar bill will also be proposed by Senator Mike Shower, Republican from Walsalia. Wright introduced the bill last year and already has five Democratic and independent co-sponsors. He said on Tuesday that he will still uh, he is still considering whether the bill is needed and uh, law and, and a law may be necessary, he said, in order to prevent a future court from reversing the rule change. Uh, Senator Loki Tobin, Democrat from Anchorage, said her office is also considering a bill of its own. In addition to providing more surety, a bill could reach further than a simple court rule change. The court system uh, is a is in charge of court view, which allows it, which is, is allowed, which allows it to exclude marijuana convictions without a state law under administrative rule number 40. It already excludes more than a dozen categories of items such as uh, stalking, domestic violence, protect a uh, protective order requests. And uh, it can't, it can't char It can't change the rules for criminal background checks, which rights bill would, would also cover that bill has yet to receive a hearing, but it's identical to the one that failed to pass last year. And officials of the Department of Public Safety said as many as 8,500 cases would need to be examined to determine whether they are covered by that bill. Well, I'll tell you what, this to me sounds a lot like what 
Joe Biden did with his pardons pretty much is like is just taking it out of court and only a few people are going to benefit. But you know what? Good for them because they're going to have a brighter tomorrow. And this is Jason Beck reporting for High at Nine News. What do you all think about this? I think it's dumb. You think Gretchen? If they really care about people's records and giving them a better opportunity of life, expunge the records. Don't hide them. This whole thing is dumb. You don't think it's the first step to expungement? No, first step. Jesus Christ, just get it fixed. Uh, this is just silly. Silly. Freaking what Alaska. Uh, freaking Alaska. It's, it's a baked Alaska, isn't it? <laughs> this is <Anyway>. nuts. <laughs> we... we we, we we lower 48 people we just got we, we don't know any better so true alaska is the true last bastion of freedom in america jason oh man oh man you see you said it's halfway in halfway out lance yeah i think it's basically like a step in the right direction but they don't want all they still want the money it's all so it's kind of like the pullout method yeah well yeah exactly yeah. right and it's and now they're, they're like, like okay well if you, you want to expand a thousand bucks you can get expunged but it, it comes. Why would we give them that for free? I think I, I, I think this is going to help people mostly um, in regards with finding housing with in, in regards with finding uh, finding housing, um, because because the, it's saying that the, that the court records, you can basically you can search it as just a normal person. And I'm willing to bet that a lot of landlords will use that in order to see if people have different convictions before they rent to them. Hmm. I think either way, stupid. Sure. Stupid. I agree with you 100%, Gretchen. This is. Thank you, Rico the Meat. This is stupid. Whatever. Stupid. You guys are. You guys are all haters. How are we haters on this? I think. I think. I think. I think it's good news. Anytime you know people are getting you know freed up from past oh, stuff. You know oh, what I mean? They're not Jason. getting freed up, Jason. This is just all bullshit. They're getting it's taken totally... out of this. Stop it. Get Jason. some help. Get some help. <laughs> they're taking. You're they're getting not. taken out of the system. They're All not right. getting taken out of the system. This again is your yes. lack of understanding. It's, 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 it's of straight up said that they're getting taken system. out of the court record system. Not, that's a system. They're, that's they're a system. They're getting taken Gretchen. out of one program. Are you kidding me? No, if one I was system. a landlord who really cared, I would figure it out. I would find a way to see if people had uh, a record if I really cared. You hire I mean, someone. you're just nuts. If you really want to help people, take away their conviction. Maybe do a pardon like good old Joe asked them to do. <laughs> like who? Joe, Uncle Joe. Joe Biden. Oh, sleep, Joe Biden. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Lance? Even when proven wrong, even when they want to go back on their thing, they'd rather just give you half. Yeah. We'll take this off, but let's not. Let's not fully, you know. Do them right. Yeah, just yeah, just, just stick it in. Just stick it in. Oh, hold on a second. Oh shit. We have Gary from Florida coming up in the clubhouse audience. What do you have to say about this, Gary, real quick? Come with it, Gary. <laughs> Come on, Gary. Come there we go. Unmute yourself, Gary. Come on, Gary. Gary, you unmuting Gary? We're gonna have to keep it going if you can't unmute Gary. Gary? Oh man, you got the you got the bump bump bump. Rico. Oh, hold on, Gary. There he is. Gary, what do you got to say on this? Yeah, sorry. I'm driving. I couldn't find the goddamn mute button. No worries. <laughs> I'm coming back from Tallahassee. I got to get home fast so I can get into an acid wash to get it off of me. But uh, like acid. They, they, they actually have a bill right now for level two background checks where they're including medical cannabis cards. 
as being searched. So if you have a medical cannabis card, most likely in Florida, if this passed, they say it's going to, you will be refused a level two background check and everything that it can entail. I thought that's Alaska. Hold on. You'll be you'll be refused a level two background check. What 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 does that entail? A level two background check. In Florida, if you have a level two, they, they, they check your fingerprints. They check to see for prior arrests. And you need this even just to volunteer at a school or get a job or get an apartment in many time, get cases. Now, it goes with federal records, but they're going to check the state records. They're going to see if you have a medical card. If you have a medical card, they'll refuse your back, level two background check and everything that it entails. So that's a, I think it's a breach of privacy in the first place. It's unnecessary in the second place. And it's going to block people from a lot of different jobs. All right. Thank you so much for that, Gary. We appreciate it. We got to keep it keep it moving, though. Oh, where did you go? Oh, yeah, there you are. Oh, yes, that's right. She's a political strategist by day and a baker by night. True female multitask her who loves to make the sausage on Capitol Hill. That's right. She's the founder of Panaptic Strategies and our very own Washington Insider. Taking off the apron and throwing it on her dogs. It is none other than the Gretchen Gailey. Good afternoon, Jason. I actually have some real good news about Republicans, unlike that silly Alaskan story you just told. Uh, my headline is coming from Marijuana Moment, everybody's favorite publication, especially Sean Kiernan. GOP congressional lawmakers tout poll showing Republican voters back federal marijuana legalization. Three Republican members of Congress are celebrating the results of a new poll showing that more than two-thirds of likely 2024 GOP presidential primary and caucus voters support federally legalizing marijuana so that states can make their own decisions on the issue. The survey released uh, today by the Coalition for Cannabis Policy, Education, and Regulation found that 68% of respondents back ending federal marijuana prohibition there was majority support across age, gender, educational, and religious groups. The overall level of backing for reform has increased by 10 points from a similar poll the group conducted a year ago. The new uh, survey from CPAIR, which is funded by several alcohol and tobacco companies, included a separate question similarly finding that 70% support allowing individual states to decide whether cannabis will be legal in their state. GOP lawmakers who have championed marijuana reform in Congress are welcoming the result. According to Representative Dave Joyce, who is co-chair of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus, said, The polling is clear. Federal cannabis prohibition is in direct contradiction of the overwhelming will of the American electorate, including a notable majority of conservative voters. I hope more of my colleagues on both sides of the aisle will heed the call of their constituents and join me in working towards a safe and effectively regulated legal marketplace that respects the rights of the over 40 states that have enacted some varying degree of legality. Continued inaction is no longer tenable. Representative Brian Mast of Florida, who is another Cannabis Caucus co-chair, said that the survey results weren't surprising. At its core, cannabis is a state issue, and that's what I'll continue to advocate for. Common sense federal policy that lets 50 states decide on 50 solutions that are best for their constituents. And Jason's favorite girlfriend, Representative Nancy Mace, who filed a comprehensive marijuana legalization bill in the last Congress called uh, the States Reform Act, said it appears the only place where cannabis reform is unpopular is Washington, D.C. 
It is time we give the states the power to make decisions around cannabis without fear of federal consequences. The provisions found in the SRA strike a balance between what voters are asking for and what regulatory framework exists for other industries. The ball is in our courts as members of Congress to bring this legislation across the finish line. A third question in the new survey found that 52% of GOP voters are more likely to support Republican presidential candidates who back ending federal cannabis prohibition. At the same time, however, it also shows that marijuana ranks second to last in a list of issues that voters may consider when deciding whether to vote for a candidate. Uh, the poll involved 600 likely 2024 Republican presidential primary and caucus voters over the age of 21, and it was done just a week or so ago. Um, I think this is good news. I think that Jason should forward the results to his boy Trump, uh, his uh, hidden lover DeSantis, and uh, why not send it on to Nikki Haley? Maybe they will start to care about cannabis. This is Gretchen for Hyatt 9 News. <laughs> Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace is Oh, yeah, that's right. That is right. Yes, thank you so much, Nancy Mace. Brian Mass, true patriot for our country. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's going to be an elephant stampede coming through because Republicans are backing cannabis. Is it Nikki Haley? We'll see what Nikki Haley does. Um, (laughs) You know what we're going to do? We're going to get rid of all the booth and we're going to make cannabis taste great again. No, well, yeah. we'll see. Oh, yeah. What do you think about this, Lance? It's going to be tough. There's a lot of mids out there. There is a lot of mids. I mean, I mean, you're 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 originally from Florida, right, Lance? Yeah. So, so I, I'm really interested. You know, it's 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 a full Republican state over there right now. Like, I don't think there's a single Democratic congressional member in the entire state. Full time red jack move. Yeah, that's right. They're going to be with the money, but it's always going to go sideways, right? It's like, they're yes, the Republicans will, and I'm a Republican, I, I, I registered right or whatever, but this is the issue. <laughs> the issue is that, look at the law, look at the cannabis laws in Florida. It's the most difficult to enter the market. 30-year nursery, 27-year nursery, right? It has all these weird laws, and then it comes out how they come in place, right? Money. Money getting moved in the back channels. So, like, yes, they will tax it and they'll allow it and they'll be with it, but it's also going to be corrupted somehow. And it's tough because the money always wins. So if they think, well, we can take a couple million or let's let's get involved in it on the back side. So we'll make it 30 to 27 year nursery you have to own. And then if you come to find out that their families owned nurseries for 30 years in Florida and they have 20 of them. Oh, just so happens that those are the nurseries that are the first up in line and now they have a brand. It's somehow corrupted. I'm with it. And I think they should allow cannabis and they should tax it. And we should be able to have interstate commerce, at least with the states that agree. But the thing is, is it will be corrupted. So we have to go into it knowing this. Like there's it's just the way it is. Look at every state. that Look at what New York. New York's about to fall in line the same way. Yes, they're allowing some shops, but you're going to see when with big money comes big, uh, the hurdles just start to kind of move to the side. I guess that's the best way to put it. Well, and I think the other major takeaway that we need to remember as folks in the industry from this poll 
frankly, is the last question that they asked, where they said that cannabis is the next to last issue that voters care about when they head to the polls. We need to make people care a lot more about cannabis and make sure that lawmakers and these guys running for uh, president understand that cannabis is going to be the issue that we vote on. Uh, They need to understand that this is an issue they need to take seriously. People need to reach out to these candidates and say, all right, I love the economy. I love all this other stuff. You know what can boost it? Cannabis. Let's make them understand that cannabis is not just about people smoking and get a high. This has so many aspects that it will relate to all our lives. It has so many ways that it can impact veterans. It impacts our medicine. It impacts uh, infrastructure. I mean, there's so many ways that cannabis is more applicable in this country that people are not understanding, especially these people. Um, And as part of the industry, we need to educate them on why this is so important. I agree. People stop fighting. We've had too many. Well, because I'm smart, Rico Lamine. (laughs) You're paying attention. Oh my! Is that, is that is that what that is? It's something. That's cute. That's cute. That's cute. I got I got a little uh, something, Jason. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. Yes, she's she does. Stupid. We got to go to a quick commercial though. Let's. We'll, we're gonna be right back. Yeah. The thoughts and opinions and shade thrown on High 9 News are those of the individual speakers, not those of any other speaker or its followers. The statements made do not constitute legal or accounting advice, and our speakers make no representation regarding the legal status of any substance in any country, area, territory, or any authorities. The views expressed in this room do not establish any fiduciary responsibility or relationship. Our sponsors do not imply or constitute any endorsement by us or the expression any opinion whatsoever on the part of any speaker on stage. And if you are an easily offended person, maybe you should open up an application in Costa Mesa, California. If you want to grow some of the best weed in the world, then you must start with the best genetics in the world. Go to www.dnagenetics.shop to order regular feminized or autoflower beans. All of your favorite DNA genetics cultivars such as Kosher Kush, Skywalker Kush, and oh yeah, Chocolate Truffle Shuffle. Boasting more cannabis awards for their award-winning genetics than any other company in the world. Remember to go to www.dnagenetics.sa to see why our Terps don't lie. Oh, yeah. Coming up next. That's right. We have our guest speaker today. That's right. Lance Harmon, the founder of Blackleaf, who just had his very first legal harvest. Yeah. California market. And this stuff will be on sale by 420. So you guys can all get some of this goodness in these little jars that I got. Oh, yeah. You can also find him on YouTube also, too, because he's also the co-host of a very popular show for cannabis people known as First Smoke of the Day, where they interview people and talk about cannabis and how they started and all kinds of other shit that they just randomly go into. That's right. Let's everyone give a warm welcome to my guy, Lance Hartman. What up? Appreciate it. 
Love being here. Uh, my article goes the other way. We've had a lot of positive. Uh, <laughs> Irish police seized more than 250 pounds of weed. Irish police on Monday seized more than 250 pounds of cannabis in an ongoing operation to combat organized crime in the Dublin area. Police in the Republic of Ireland announced this week that law enforcement officers seized more than 250 pounds of cannabis as part of an ongoing effort to target organized crime activity in Dublin. In a statement released on Tuesday, the Irish National Police Force said that the seizure resulted in the arrest of two men, so cracking down, who were being held funding uh, pending further investigation. The seizure was, seizure was carried out as part of an ongoing investigation related to a part of organized crime in the Garda campaign and target serious organized crime activity in Dublin region on Monday. Officers intercepted two vehicles in a suburb of a capital city, leading to the search of a house in a nearby Knocklin. The action led to the seizure of over 120 kilos of cannabis, which the law enforcement agency said estimated value on the street of over $2 million. And it goes on to say, police noted that two men in their 40s had been arrested in conjunction with the seizure of the illicit cannabis. The men are currently being held on suspicion of drug trafficking charges as the investigation continues. The weed seized in the operation has been sent to a laboratory for further analysis. The Garda publicized, which is the police, seizure on social media, noting in a Twitter post that the agency keeping people safe. But other users on the platform questioned the public safety value of the police operation. Safe from what? One Twitter user asked, there would have been a few lads heading to shops for munchies after a few joints. Do we really need to be that safe? Or do you think there is bigger problems and more serious crime that we should be kept safe from? People commenting on social media also push back on the estimated street value of the seized cannabis provided by law enforcement suggesting the figure given it is 10 times what the, what the actual worth is. In Canada, where cannabis is legal, regulated, taxed, it goes on to explain that that would have been about a tenth of, of what they're charging them at. This week's seizure of illicit marijuana in Ireland comes amid a renewed debate over cannabis prohibition in the country. L late last year, a law lawmaker known as Tichata Dalla the member of Ireland's People Before Profit political party proposed legalization that would legalize the possession of up to seven grams of cannabis or 2.5 grams of concentrate. I hope the government can support this legislation and continue to timely. Different parts of the world are looking at different models which do not criminalize people, which take harm reduction approach. Basically, people are going to about to go to jail for a long time. And uh, it's about to legalize. I, we have a, a videographer I work with uh, for First Smoke of the Day, and he's actually based in Ireland. And so it's really interesting hearing from him. He works on a cannabis podcast and then hearing about the cannabis market in Ireland and how they're they're really trying to legalize or decriminalize, probably a better way to put it. And at the same time, there's still huge bus going down. 250 pounds is not a small amount in uh, Ireland, you know. That's that's pretty hefty. It's very interesting. The cannabis is worldwide at this point, worldwide, in, in large amounts. It's interesting. That My, my take is that in, a, I'd say, 10 years, we're going to see, just like we see in the United States, we see state by state them legalizing. It's going to start going country by country. It's just going to be a wave. 
But yeah. All right. And then you closed out by saying this is Lance Hardman for reporting for High and Nine News. This is Lance Harmon, first smoke of the day. Blackleaf reported for High Nine News. High um, Nine, baby. Oh, yeah. There we go. Man, I'll tell you what, 250 pounds. I mean, that's only two and a half boxes, Lance. You really think that's a lot of weed? I think in Dublin, Ireland, it is. Yeah. What yeah. do yeah. call that? Double up Ireland out there? Ireland, they don't even have DUIs in Ireland. Exactly. These yeah. guys are about to do some time for that, though. They're hell, gonna, you know. hell yeah! Do, do we know? Do we know if these guys are members of the NRA at all? Or that is the IRA? NRA? You mean IRA? IRA? Yeah, IRA. Excuse me, IRA. Yes. Yeah, they're probably members of the of the NRA too. All right, let's not go there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my might. hope, my hope for Europe is frankly that. Uh, the EU adopts cannabis. And if that gets happens, then you're going to have 27 countries immediately that can go into the cannabis space. And that's how you move uh, cannabis forward in Europe. You got to no, get the about, EU on. I, 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 I would, I, I would beg to differ, Gretchen. I'd say that you, the, EU, the EU already has adopted cannabis because of the fact that if you are a patient in any country of the European Union, you can transport your cannabis throughout the entire European Union without threat of seizure or fines or anything else. But the like UK that. is no part, no longer part of the EU. The U, right. That's right, because Brexit, baby, that's right. Break free. Either way. I, I mean, real legalization, Jason, not just I can transport my weed around town and no one's going to arrest me. That's a big deal, though, in Europe. You know, you just hop on the Eurostar and you're out of there. I don't know why you're so excited about these teeny tiny little movements today, Jason. It's well, like, Jason, I don't know what's Jason's going on with people. you. Jason's all about the people today. <laughs> the, little, the little people. <laughs> no, but, no but, but seriously, uh, um, because Ireland is, 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 they're still part of the UK, right? Is that, is that correct? I, like post-Brexit? Ireland? I think yeah. Ireland is part, is, 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 is part of the, the, the EU because uh, even I, in I this article... Even in the article, they valued it. I think I think you're confusing Ireland and Scotland because Scotland is part of the United Kingdom. I thought Ireland was too. I mean, I'm not I'm not Google, bro, but I'm I'm gonna assume that you they're part of the. In front of you. Well, I, no, no, I'm I'm that's not, that's not what I do, bro. Cut it out. Um, but I'm gonna tell you, I've I've flown into Ireland, and and when and when I flew, I got onto a domestic flight that was taking me to to Spain or wait, no, it's taking me to Germany. And so I'm begging. I'm, I bet that it is in the EU. Also, this article referenced the currency Northern of the Island. valuation in um in euros, not in pounds. So yes, uh, my final answer is that Ireland is part of the European Union. Northern Northern Ireland is still part of the UK. And the rest well, of it is part of the EU. It's not Northern Ireland. We're talking about regular Ireland. Regular Ireland. Do we have a, do we have a real Irish person in, in the room that can speak to this? Gretchen has red hair. I am not Irish. Just because I have red hair does not make me Irish. I am Scottish. Get it right. Different countries. Have red hair, and 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 the Irish have what? They just like Aryans. That was going on here. Oh God! You know what? Yeah, yeah, we're going to an ad after that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep it moving. Run that, run that, run that ad, please, Adam.
You well, know what? So if you guys weren't triggered already, or you know, I did the nice story first, just for all you guys. Okay, the trigger, the trigger but, warning. For the yeah, but coming one? coming up next, watch out, watch out. I wish you had a siren sound because I'll tell you what, the Johnny Law is going to be coming for everybody in New York coming up soon, and the price of weed's about to be going up because Mayor Adams calls for crackdowns on illegal cannabis shops. That's right. Last June, Mayor a Eric Adams gave New Yorkers a shock when he gave blessing to smoke more pot. He said, enjoy yourself, light up, but most importantly, spend some money. We want your money, he said during a speech at the Cannabis World Congress and Business event. I love it. Get the money, Adams. Of course he said that because you want all that tax money. That's right. Adams said that he doesn't see a need for cracking down on anyone caught dealing ganja out of stores or in streets um, in the intern. Now, in a quote, there needs to be a system of not heavy handedness, but going in and expand, going in and explaining to the store that, listen, you can't do this. Give them a warning, Adams told reporters while attending a cannabis industry expo at the Javits Center in Manhattan. Maybe I think Gretchen was there. She loves the Javits Center. However, fast forward to the present day, and Mayor Adams is now calling for stronger laws to crack down on the growing number of illegal marijuana shops that have cropped up around New York City. The mayor's call comes in the wake of increasing violence at these illegal shops where the murderer at a Harlem smoke shop over the weekend being just the latest in a string of violent incidences. Not to mention, he says, they're targeting children with cannabis products, as referenced in my article the other day. One of the major issues that Mayor Adams has raised is how illegal cannabis products are being marketed and advertised to children. According to the mayor, these illegal shops are not only selling illegal cannabis, but they're also targeting young people by opening up near schools and selling cannabis lace gummy bears and other edibles. Oh, man, that is that is just so crazy that he can say that we're about up to 15,000 illegal cannabis shops. And it's not only that they're selling illegal cannabis, but they're targeting young people. They're opening near schools. Adam said these children are waking up in the morning and going into the store getting gummy bears that are laced with marijuana and they are going to school and learn question mark. And so that's why the mayor is calling for a crackdown on illegal cannabis shops to combat the growing menace of illegal marijuana shops. The New York city sheriff's office has spearheaded a series of raids across the city, which have led to the closure of more than a hundred illegal shops. However, mayor Adams believes that more needs to be done to ensure that these shops do not continue to operate with impunity. In a quote, he says, we need to be targeting those landlords that knowingly are renting the space, Adam said. So we are going to be putting a package together just to deal with cannabis. So this does not get out of hand. I mean, I think it already kind of is out of hand, but, you know, who am I to call? Uh, Mayor Adams has also called for the stiffer penalties to be imposed on illegal cannabis dealers and the landlords who rent them space. He believes that the state's laws have made it easier for these illegal dealers to sell their products without fear of prosecution. I mean, this is almost hard to even read with a straight face, you guys. Um, Sheriff's Office 
raids, illegal cannabis shops, and the New York Sheriff's Office, which has been leading the charge in cracking down on illegal cannabis shops, has found numerous hidden compartments, fake food and drink containers, and other tricks being used to hide illegal drugs being sold in these shops. In a recent operation, the sheriff's office hit eight locations on Staten Island and confiscated countless bags of contraband. Officials issued both civil and and criminal summonses, and officers found secret compartments hiding illegal cannabis and tobacco products. Mayor Adams hopes that the crackdown on illegal cannabis shops will send a message to other dealers that the city will not tolerate the targeting of children or the selling of illegal drugs, which... His proposed package of laws, Mayor Adams is determined to ensure that the legacy market in New York City does not continue to thrive and endanger the lives of young people. All for the kids. All for the kids. That's right. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I'm going to leave. I feel like this is a a Mayor Adams uh, after. You're on mute. I'm muted? No, he's not. What are you talking about, Jason? Get your, get your hearing game Jason, up. Jason, right? get, your, get your headphones working. I know, man. Like, I feel like this is Mayor Adams, uh, Mayor Adams completing the in, the complete bait and switch. And when he's pointed to his previous comments, his response is this. <laughs> I was acting. <laughs> I mean, does, <clears throat> does he really think that these that these that these head shops are just marketing to kids that they're opening up they're opening up in near schools i mean you're in new york city like you're near schools just everywhere you are it doesn't matter where you are that is just just such hypocrisy to me i, I, I told you all from the beginning man he everybody was all hyped up oh mayor adams this mayor adams that he's cool he's gonna let us do what the fuck we want he wants us to have grows on top of every high rise in the city and he opened up broken windows policies i'll say it a million fucking times over the Rudy Giuliani era is back, and it just has a new face, and it just happens to look like ours. He's a cop. Well, He's a actually, cop. for once, I, I agree with Rico Lamy. Uh, people seem to forget Adam's background in law enforcement, and for anyone to think that he was not going to crack down is just crazy. Uh, of course, this man is going to start cracking down on this stuff. And full disclosure, yes, I am the Chief Strategy Officer of the CWCB Expo, coming to you again June 1st through the 3rd at the Javits Center in New York. Y'all should come. Um, well, will Mayor and, Adams be, be releasing similar statements there? Can we anticipate I hope not. That? You should have seen my head ready to explode when he said it the first time. People were making memes of me in the audience when he was like, go ahead, light up. And I was like, no, you can't light up in the Javits Center. They're going to kick us out. No, no, no. Um, I, I, no, I'm saying, is he, is he going to make... Is he going to be? I am not going to divulge yet who is going to be our major guest appearances, but the mayor may make another appearance at the event. Uh, we shall see. Um, but also, are on every street lamp in what? New York. You guys Let me are finished, Rico. Yeah. Let me finish, Rico. I do want to clear up something that Jason Beck, in his love of the facts, added a zero uh, to the number of shops. It's not fifteen thousand; it's fifteen hundred. Uh, so let's get that right. I mean, um, they can't really quantify yeah, it. That's yeah. just what they're putting out there. 
they can't really quantify. They cannot. They, they, they can't. They, how many? How many shops do you know that are actually this? operating it, in people's apartments and not in stores? Have, have we become? Yes. Are we being aired on Newsmax right now? I'm I don't know saying. where you're coming I'm up just with saying. this. You know, Mister. You're about the children. You're. It's fifteen hundred. Hold on, you can't say it's fifteen hundred with a straight face because the city doesn't know. That's an estimation. They have no clue how many illegal stores are, and I wonder if these hundred. Hold on, I wonder. Hold on a second. I wonder how many of this hundred they're counting the Jungle Boys store that I ca- talked about yesterday that's been raided three times and has reopened every single time. So I'm wondering if that counts for two or three or only one of the shops that they've closed down. I would love to see your this. books, Jason, and you know your accounting efforts because I think they are a little <laughs> suspect. I don't know where you're coming up with this. <laughs> Um, but frankly, this is not a shock at all. And I think people should expect that Mayor Adams is going to crack down a great deal more on these shops. It's going to come. It's happening. What what do you think about, what do you think about all this, Lance? I mean, all this, all this New Yorkness and and can you find black leaf at a head shop in New York? (laughs) With with California. But 420 in New York, we will be after first smoke. We're throwing an event. This will be probably the last great year for cannabis before they start to overregulate it. Uh, and really come down on it. This is what happens, though, you know, not in a negative way, but this is what happens when you give them the green light. When you say to New York, here's the green light, go ahead. And then, oh, hold on, we're going to get regulation and we're going to figure out the laws and we're going to we're going to figure everything out after the green light. Like it's what we used to hear in Colorado when legalization happened. Like, how do you put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste? Back? Like you don't. That's it. You gave them the green light. And now uh, industry that's always been booming, New York, always been booming. All import is now starting to cultivate their own and import 10 times what they were. So it's like you opened it up, you legalized it or decriminalized it to the point of where it was open use, open carry. And then now you want to regulate it. And, And then this whole article is basically a way to come down on it so that now we can charge money for everything. So like, let's, it's the same thing that you see happen in like California where there's kids getting, it could be in Halloween candy. It's like, really that. And a lot of this stuff has been happening for 20. So that one instance where that did happen, that was 15 years ago. It's, it happens no matter if there's 50 shops or one shop, the the weed's still out there and people are using it. It's just regulators. Every state makes almost the same mistakes all over again like as the state allows cannabis and then decriminalizes and then legalizes and then puts all these wacky ass laws that really don't make a lot of sense and then takes three to five years to figure it out while big business booms and now the people who were legacy market try to get involved and it costs millions of it's the same thing that happens over and over and over and you see no change from Colorado being one of the first states where we saw it happen and they actually did a decent job looking back to now every state almost makes the same same issue and New York with how big the industry I think they always underestimate I agree with Jason there probably is 5 to 10,000 shops they just don't like he, Jason said apartments does that count as a shop because man people have been serving off the block for so long that they underestimate how big the weed industry is in New York they they 100% underestimate it this 420 they'll get a picture because everybody's going to New York on 420 like last year was insane I've been to New York in uh, 420 in Denver at the Capitol, smoking on the steps of the Capitol. 
when it legalized, I mean, we've been all over the world, Spanibus multiple times, Amsterdam for festivals. Nothing was like New York on 420. I've never been anywhere like that. You can just, it's like, oh, this is freedom. Like people are open movement, open sales, open carry. Like it, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like California secret sash, except for it's in the middle of Washington Square Park in Central Park. The original so they, they, you're, you're exactly. they gave it the green, yeah, behind the big rock. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a question yeah. for um for 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 you, Lance, and for Jason. Uh, the mayor has said that he is going. He's asking for stiffer penalties because we all know, you know, Jungle Boys are getting like two hundred fifty dollar fine. What kind of penalty do you think would really get people to think twice? How much money does it have to be? Hold on, Gretchen. It was a fifty thousand dollar fine that they received. I'm talking about the tickets that they were issuing. Uh, that was two fifty. My, my my story yesterday was in reference to this Jungle Boy store that's across the street. All right. Regardless, the question is still: been fined $50, How much money? How much money is a fine that would matter to you? How much? I mean, it's it it's the it's the same statement of like. It's the same statement of like. Uh, you've already opened, you've already said you can smoke weed on the street. So now that now you want to tell people, actually, hold on. It got too crazy. We're sorry. We want to issue you a ticket for a hundred dollars. If we smoke like the last two years, people have been blowing clouds past cops, smoking all over, all over New York, every, like you walk down the road, there's smoke. So you've allowed that for two years and you said it was okay. Now you want to go back and start to charge people money for that it becomes very tough. I've seen it in other states. It becomes a battle. You basically start to battle with the people because they don't want, they're like, I have to pay a hundred. And then a lot of people will say, fuck it, hundred bucks. Okay, cool. 250. All right. Like New York is, they, they got a little bit of gusto in them. That's different than a lot of states. I think you just need to come up with what's the game plan. How are we allowing these retails? How are, where are we allowing cultivations? How are we going to do this? What state should we talk to to basically mimic a lot of their stuff and how is it working? The communication between these states, it's insane. How do you not, if you're, it'd be like if you're starting a restaurant and you're like, let's not talk to anyone who works in restaurants. Let's just figure it out ourselves. It's like, how, how does that make any sense? The ins and outs, the little, hey, we tried to do this, but this didn't work. This is too much tax, but this is too less. Oh, this is what your state already charges. Well, now we need to, you know, it's like game plan this out, come out with the bill, uh, the amendments, and then let it basically let it rock. I mean, I just, I don't, it always goes back to the same thing. They're going to fumble it and then they're going to try to charge after the fact. And regulate it. The dangle this freedom carrot yeah. in front of us. This is, you know, you know what it sounds like, Rico. It sounds like New York is is doing a Costa Mesa. It, it, it sounds like it, Jason. It sounds it, it sounds a whole lot like it. You know, Gretchen. You know how you feel about that? You're, well, you're a fan of uh, the government just taking back whatever the fuck they want to take back. Hell yeah! Screw it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> And the act, the fine, Jason, for selling marijuana in New York unlicensed is two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, Jungle Boys was fined for selling it to a minor. That's where the big money, I guess, hit them up. Um, but I know two hundred fifty dollars is nothing uh, to these stores. So why even bother? I, I don't understand what is 
Yeah, well, well, even the, the thought well, process well, behind a two hundred fifty dollar fine. That was my speeding ticket last I, I think it's, I think it's a I mean, revenue generator that. for the city to be able to say that they're doing something to curb it, and at the same time Jason, still Jason, allowing it, and then creating an extra revenue stream by allowing it, even though they're telling the public that they're trying to do something about it. I think it's just lip service. And before we close out, like Jason, uh, do you remember when? The city of Los Angeles tried to say that they were going to do that shit uh, out here. They said they were going to fine illegal operators twenty thousand dollars a day. Hold on, they, pa they, 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 they passed. Hold on a second. They passed a voter initiative to make it so that the city departments of water and power could go to a building and shut it off. Okay, they passed a voter-approved right. right. thing. Okay, then. And then after all that, what the city happened? says the city says they don't have the authoritative power to be able to shut off water and power to a building. And what they do, they, they started raiding actual licensed shops. Yeah, yeah. They focused all the all the enforcement on, 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 on the on the regulated side and, and let everything else just just roll. And it's basically unless you get pulled over with a fucking box of peas, you're pretty much ready to go free. A box of peas. So the, you're saying there's absolutely no way to crack down on this stuff. You exactly. Know, it's going to run rampant. It is. It is. Yeah. It's never going to go away. I told trap you, I've been saying that from the beginning. You, you, you cut off one head of the trap, 18 grow or 15,000 grow in its place. You know how they did it in Amsterdam? You know how one of the interesting things in Amsterdam when we were out there that we learned was I, I when we went out there, we were like almost no one cultivates out here anymore. It, this was like the epicenter of like cultivation for a long time. And well, you know like, why? You know, they shut down all the grow stores and made it basically contraband, almost illegal to have grow equipment to where now you have to, it's like almost smuggling grow equipment is like how, how I got to figure out how to get the lights. And then, and like they, he, some of the growers that we linked with literally said like, people will tell on me, like I have to go to a certain store and order like pasta and I have to United States, you know, it's it's they think they definitely figured out ways to control it or constrict it, but I don't think in the U.S. things are too accessible. We have the interstate. I mean, and New York is just a beast. It's a beast, and just 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 on this real quick, Rico. I know we're about to about to wrap up, but. Amsterdam started cracking down on all of the cultivators that were in Amsterdam. And because of unfavorable laws, they all moved to Spain. And that's why Spain is now that what Amsterdam used to be in regards to cannabis culture. But I'll let you close out now. Shout out to Spain. And a big thank you to all of you tuning in for another episode of High Nine News. You can catch us weekdays at 9 a.m. Pacific and high noon on the East Coast. A big shout out to our live audience members and online supporters giving us the feedback on the daily headlines of chaos known as the developing cannabis industry. Our vetted industry correspondent team from all over the global community bringing us a variety of perspective and adding your expertise and opinions to the conversation. The High at Nine production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, and Jaja Simone over there holding things down in Clubhouse, keeping our AV struggles to an absolute minimum. And to the haters, go out there and get a job. Fucking lazy punks. <laughs> Finally, Cannabis Sativa L, the reason that we show up and read these headlines every single day. We love you, and you know you get all of our affection. It has been thursday february 23rd 2023 the show is over and you've been blessed with today's top 
industry headlines. We hope that it was enough for you all to smoke on at least until tomorrow. Y'all know who it is. Rico Lemi, the dopest dad on the street, signing off here. And remember, when life gives you no place else to turn, you can always turn the fuck up. Take us out, Adam.